the song we just sang, we are going to produce that song. Myself and in that town. I'm telling you, every time I sing the song, it always carries inspiration and add more and add more. And we just have to record it. We have to record it. Praise the Lord. Are you happy to be in the Lord's presence? You see, we have entered a new month. You know, January is over. So that means we have 11 months left for 2021. See how fast it's moving. I'm telling you, before you know it, you know, if you are still there saying, ha! Somebody had been praying since last year. Say, Father, 2021 is my year. I'm going to start this thing. Have you started planning? Have you started? Because I'm telling you, if you're not careful, December will reach you. You are still procrastinating. And you haven't started the vision that God has put in your heart. Whatever God has told you to do this year, go ahead and do it. Forget about the limitations. Listen, tell somebody, the limitations are unreal. Tell them very, very well. The limitations. You know, there are different kinds of limitations. There are some limitations when they get before you. When you get there, you just push them down. And then you go by. Are you seeing what I'm saying? But there are some type of limitation. If you try to push it down, it will not go down. If you push, 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 nothing is going to happen. Those kind of limitations, what do you do? You reverse back. You reverse and then you start speaking in tongues. And then you start to match in the name of Jesus. Just walk through it. And then you just walk through it. And then you wonder, I, I thought that thing was limiting me. You have passed through it. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow. Say, I fear no evil. It says, I walk through it. I'm not running the valley. I'm walking. And I pass the valley of the shadow of death. That means death was about to attack me. But I walk through it. Hallelujah. Listen, it doesn't matter what you are passing through. Tell somebody you are passing through it. That means you are not going to live in that valley. You are coming out strong. You are coming out refined. You are coming out glorified. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak, I speak life. I speak life into everyone now. From the crown of their head to the of your feet. I speak life. The flow through them right now in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of death. I come against the spirit of limitation. I come against every hindrance that the spirit that the devil has set up against them. I have removed them now. And I command those hindrances to be paralyzed right now. I dismantle them by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. Can I have my water? Tell somebody, welcome to February. Every time people think about February, they're thinking about love. Glory to God. Recently, I heard that um, the federal government banned um, cryptocurrency. Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying? I heard that, how, many of you, how many of you even know what I'm talking about? How many of you heard of cryptocurrency before? Can we turn our Bibles to 
By the way, I'll, I just said something, right? I said, I'm not even you have heard about cryptocurrency. Okay, I'm not you have a cryptocurrency. You have, you have. All right, good. So most of you don't have, have you? What are you waiting for? You're waiting for, huh? You say you're waiting for? What do you say you're waiting for? You're waiting for? You say you're waiting for what? Oh, heaven coin. Okay. You can start one, call it heaven coin. That's fine. It's called HC, HC, heaven coin. That's a nice name, actually. <laughs> you know, and I heard that Nigerian government banned all transactions related to um, cryptocurrency. That means if you send money to somebody and you put cryptocurrency, they will block your account immediately. But you see, that's not going to work because cryptocurrency is God's invention. You know, let me tell you the truth. U.S. U.S. government, they tried to stop it. It didn't work. The Chinese government, one of the wicked governments in the world, one of the most notorious governments in the world, they tried to stop it. It didn't work. In fact, now, Chinese banks are accepting cryptocurrency now. Are you seeing that? So Nigeria Bank must comply. It's just a matter of time. Because I was telling somebody, I said, why can't the Nigerian banks think about creating their own wallet? So their customers can start keeping Bitcoin in GT Bank. And why are they not even innovative? You know, they think that cryptocurrency is only for scammers. It's not true. It's not true at all. It's not true. I know, I know, I know some, some billionaires in the world. I know one man, he has more than 30,000 Bitcoin. Yes. A billionaire. The man is a billionaire. He has more than 30,000 Bitcoin. And he kept it, he kept it in his, he had bought it for, he bought it when Bitcoin was like $5,000. So calculate the money yourself today. Then you will know the value of his um, his money. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you know I'm talking about this thing? Hmm? The reason I'm telling you is that go and buy Bitcoin. Go and buy data assets. Put all your money in data assets. I told you, remember I told you last year, right? That if you have Naira in your account, don't keep too much Naira in your account. Do not. Tell somebody, do not. Tell somebody, do not. If you know anybody, advise them very well. If you have anything more than 50,000 Naira in your account, go and change it to, to US dollars. It's better to keep your money in US dollars or euros or pounds than to keep it in Naira. I'm serious what I'm saying. Listen, eh, until our country starts importing cash, until, until, until we start importing cash to this country, the value of Naira will always keep going down. Do you understand what that means? I said importing what? Importing what? Not exporting cash. Importing what? Importing cash. When we start, in, we, now, how, how are we going to import cash? Who knows? How are we going to import cash? When we export goods, right? Good. So that means if we are exporting more than we are importing, then the value of Naira will start growing. Yes. One day I was driving on the streets in Yola here, and I thought, I said, all the cars on this road right now, every vehicle on this road was imported. I was telling my wife, I, was telling her, I said, they are all imported. That means they flew through sea and they came to this country. Nothing we produced. Consuming nation. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are not producing anything. Consuming. Yeah? Assembly is not production. Anybody can assemble. Just sending the raw materials. We don't produce raw materials. Nothing. Everything we consume. You know, some is trying. They are doing well. But I mean, how many of you have ever, how many of you, okay, think about it. How many of you don't have a car? Any, anybody don't have a car? How many of you don't have cars? 
Okay, good. How many of you have ever dreamed to buy a Nusi Moto car? If you want to buy, if somebody gives you money not to buy a car, how many of you can buy a Nusi Moto? <laughs> you see the problem? Even our own people will not patronize them. Is that the problem? Even me, I don't think I'll buy a Nusi Moto car. I don't think that I will. I don't know. Actually, I know why. I know why. Because um, most, if you notice, most of the time in Nigeria, most people don't buy brand new cars because brand new cars are expensive. I guess so you buy what is called Belgium or they buy second hand or second used. Are you getting the point? So Innocent Motor Cars, since they're a new company, they don't have so much used cars at the moment because it will take years. Some cars people buy, some people buy cars of 2005 model. That means that car is more than, um, um, how many years? 15, 16 years. Since some people, some people, some people children. So Innocent Motor is not up to 15 years. Are you getting the point? So if you want to buy an Innocent Motor car, you will mostly have to buy a brand new one. And so it's going to be expensive. So you're looking at buying any car from six million above. And most people will not carry six million to buy a car. So they'll prefer to go and buy a Toyota. Huh? Yes, or one million and all those kind of things. Hallelujah. You know I'm talking about this because one day you'll have your own cars. Can you say amen? Yes. Don't, don't be thinking poor. Listen, tell somebody think big. Tell somebody think big. Don't apologize for thinking big. Create your vision. Let your vision be so mighty and so big. In Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen, somebody? Amen. James chapter 4, from verse 4. We're starting the brand new series titled More Grace, More Favor. James chapter 4, from verse 4. Oh, yeah. Let's hold it for a moment. Okay. Let's read together. One to go. Hello. Are we here? Let's read together. One to go. Uh-huh. Wow. He says, but he gives more grace. Listen, God actually gives more grace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God actually gives more grace. But here's the interesting part about grace. You know something? God cannot give you more salvation. The salvation that you have today is 100%. It does not need reduction. It does not need increment. Every salvation that you ever need for your Christian life, you will already have it the day you received Christ into your life. It is once for all. Can you say amen, somebody? Now, when it comes to righteousness, righteousness is also a gift. It's the nature of God. Once you have righteousness, you cannot have more, you cannot be more righteous than you already are. And you cannot be less righteous than you already are. Because righteousness is your nature. In the same way, you cannot say that I'm less human. Or I'm more human. Just because a baby does not know how to walk does not make him less human than you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The difference between a baby and you is growth and time. Once the baby grows to the point where he can walk, he'll start walking like you. Once he grows to the point where he can talk, he will start talking like you. In the same way. So righteousness, so you don't increase in your nature. And you don't decrease in your nature. Are you getting the point? If, if, if you have the nature of the dog, you have the nature of the dog. You will behave like a dog. You will bark at the dog. You will talk like a dog. If you have the nature of a man, of a human being, you will behave like a human being. You will talk like a human being. You will function like a human being. So in the same way, righteousness cannot be increased, cannot be reduced. Hello, are you here? Now, when it comes to holiness, holiness is in two forms. You have what is called positional holiness and practical holiness. I explain. When you come into Christ, you are 
positionally holy. In why? Because the Holy Spirit has come to live in you. Remember, I said this to you before. I said that when Moses came to God in the burning bush, God asked Moses to take off his shoes for where he's standing is holy ground. Now Moses had been passing that place all the while. But this particular day, God told him to take off his shoes. Why? Because the ground was holy. Now, one time, Joshua was about to go for war. And when the war came, God, um, Joshua saw a man with his sword drawn. And Joshua went to the man and said to him, he said, Are you for us or for adversary? And the man said to him that, I am the chief of the army of the Lord. And the Bible said that, um, Joshua recognized that that was God talking. The Bible says he bowed down and worshipped God in that place. And then God told him, take off your shoes. He said, for where you stand is holy ground. So the question then is, how come did the ground become holy? What did the ground do to become holy? I said the reason why the ground was holy is because of the presence of God. Every time God's presence comes on a place, on a material, on a thing, it is sanctified, it is separated unto him, it becomes holy unto him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So in the same way, in, in Christ, once the Holy Spirit comes to live in you, you are holy. You are positionally holy. Hello? Hello? Are you still following? Now the word is called practical holiness. Now practical holiness is the holiness that is displayed on the outside, from inside you. That means there are certain things you do that will show your true nature of Christ. So the word is called practical holiness. Like when Moses took off his shoes, that was practical holiness. His taking off of his shoes will not make him holy, but he's practicing what he already has inside. He's bringing it forth. So as a Christian, there are certain things that God has told you not to do that you do not do because you are, you are, you are, you are displaying the holiness that, 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 that God has put in you. Can you say amen? So that is what is called practical holiness. So they sort of thing like that. So a, you can, that way, that way you can see a Christian who is born again, but it's not practically holy. That means he's still, he's still going about, for instance, the guy is still stealing up and down. Are you seeing that? That's why the Bible says that he that steal it, he says steal no more. Are you seeing that? That means he can go back and still steal, even though he has the Holy Ghost inside. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he has to do what is called practical holiness. So he goes and sin no more. That's why Paul said that he that, he said, he said, if, he said if you are stealing, he says stop stealing, go and find the work to do and take care of yourself and don't steal again. Can you say amen? amen? So that's the principle of practical holiness. Now when it comes to grace, you can have less grace or more grace. Mm. That means the grace you have now can be less or can be more. Bible says that, but he gives more grace. Now, look at it. It says, therefore he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Uh -uh. So that means, okay, can we see this from Amplified Classic Edition? Because this one doesn't really, uh -huh. look at this one. It says, but he gives more and more grace, a power of the Holy Spirit to meet this evil tendency and all others fully. That is why we, that's why we say God set himself against the proud and haughty. But gives grace, how, how often? Continually to the lowly, those who are humble enough to receive it. That means God can give grace, but you are proud enough not to receive it. It's only the humble that can receive grace from God. Are you seeing that? What is grace? Grace is 
like we say, grace is unmerited, unenfavored God. But that's not all about grace. Grace is also the manifold, it's called the manifold grace of God. Can we see it in First Peter? Can you put it on the screen? First Peter. First Peter chapter 4, I think. You can't find this. Okay, good. Look at it. It says, as each one has received a gift, it says, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So the grace of God is also the power of God. It is also the demonstration of the power of God. It is also the anointing of God. That's, they are all encapsulated in the word grace. So grace, in summary, is also anything good that comes from God is grace. Are you seeing that? Anything good that comes from God is called what? Is called what? Come on, talk to me. It's called what? It's called grace. So the Bible says that he can give more grace to the humble. He can give more grace to the humble. But you see, God hates people that are proud. Now, what is pride? Pride is not what we think it is. The word defines pride, but God defines... See, listen, God is the first originator of the word pride. And God hates proudful people. I'll tell you about a man. There was a man named, um, 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 Nebuchadnezzar. You know what Nebuchadnezzar said one day? The guy, can you open it in Daniel 4? We'll read that part. You know what happened one day? Nebuchadnezzar became so great, his kingdom spread almost around the whole world. And, just hold on, wait here for a moment. And look at what happened to, to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar one day came no, actually Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and in this dream he saw some things cut down, he saw things scattering so he called his scientists like Tapitas and his uh, sorcerers, he said explain this dream to me, now Daniel who was part of his cabinet was able to explain the dream to him and the summary of the dream was he was telling Nebuchadnezzar that God is going to cut down your kingdom be, get ready he says but you need to be humble he said if you are humble enough everything will be fine he did not listen to Daniel you know what Nebuchadnezzar did? Nebuchadnezzar one day went out of his palace. He looked at his six-foot statue he just built. Six feet of, his, of himself. He, now he has turned himself to God. Now people are worshipping him. And then he said to himself, he said, see what I've done with my power. See what I've done with my mind. See how I've, I'm a self-made man. You know, he was, as he was saying those things, the Bible said that God, <laughs> Bible said that God shut him up. Immediately. The, this exact description of the prophecy that Daniel told him, he turned to an animal. For seven years, he was eating grass. Seven good years. His fingers, I mean, imagine your nails, you can't cut it for seven years. The thing have grown like animal nails. He all his hair everywhere. He was there eating grass. God humbled him by force. <laughs> you know, God humiliated him. I mean, that's the word, actually. That's called, because either you are humble, or you'll be humiliated. One of the two things. So he was humiliated by God for seven years. And one day he received, the Bible says, his sense came back. His mind came back. And then when he came back, he started to praise God. <laughs> he said, God is the one that has done this for me. And then he said something. He said that those that are proud, he said God is able to abase them. That God is able to fry them and roast them. That's what he said. After his, his humiliating experience, he came back as a humble man. That's what God, God, you know, there's even a story about um, many, many people believe that 
uh, Lucifer. Listen, do you know the root cause of Lucifer? The, the original sin was the sin of pride. The original sin was the sin of pride. I'll tell you. Before Adam and Eve fell, somebody already fell. His name is Lucifer. Now, who is Lucifer? Lucifer is the one that we call today the devil of Satan. But Lucifer, when he was in heaven, in fact, um, Ezekiel said that um, he was an anointed um, cherub. Isaiah, in fact, let's read that book in Isaiah. Kenneth, open it in Isaiah. Let's read, let's read some things about, about Lucifer. Isaiah. Quickly open it on the screen. It's the book of Isaiah. Have you found it? Isaiah. I said Isaiah. Good. Now, look at this. Now, it says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How that you are caught down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. Next. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. Now listen, the Lucifer did not hate God. It is not his hatred that God used to kick him out. No. Lucifer wanted to ascend into heaven. That means, he said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. He envied God's position. He wanted to fill up God's position. That's what he wanted. He said, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther side of the north. Next. Next. He says, I will ascend above the height of the cloud and I will be like the most high. So he wanted to ascend to the heavens and he wanted to be like God. He wanted to be God exactly. He wanted to be, I mean, think about it. Everybody is coming to worship God, worship God. He wanted to start being the one that everybody is worshiping. That's what he wanted. He, he wanted to um, take God's position. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But here's the interesting thing. <laughs> when he tried to do it, the Bible says God cut him down. God cut him down immediately. And God sent him to the earth like a lightning. That's how he landed in this place. And he was shot out of heaven completely. And God prepared hell. And after God prepared hell for him, God now prepared lake of fire. So hell is temporal, lake of fire is eternal. The Bible says that the fire does not, does not quench. And the fire does not have origin. You cannot say it's this quota or software that is born. No, lake of fire is fire. <laughs> and the fire is as hot as the sun. Not, not this solar sun. Yola sun is still fire. You know, the sun is millions away from the earth. Not, imagine you are close to the sun. Imagine you put something close to the sun. It will just scatter, to turn to ashes. That's how hot it is. And God has prepared lake of fire for him. Hallelujah. So the first original sin was the sin of pride. What about Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve also, they did not hate God. But when the serpent came to deceive them, especially the Bible says that the man, Adam, was not deceived. He said, but Eve was deceived. So when he came to deceive Eve, let me tell you what he used. He used the idea that God is trying to Take something from you. God does not want you to have something. Because God told them, He says, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil. So, say, the devil said to her, He says, do you know that, do you know why God doesn't want you to eat, um, eat this thing? Because God knows that the day you eat it, you'll be like him. You'll start to see. 
<laughs> and then she thought, oh, oh. So God doesn't want me to be like him. He doesn't want me to see the way he's seeing. That's what he was trying to tell um, Eve. And Eve wanted to eat it. But Eve did not know that God loved her so much that he didn't want sickness, poverty, disease, and all these terrible things in the world to come to pass. She did not know. God was shielding her from it, but she didn't know. She believed the devil instead of God. And then she went to eat it and then pride. You know, some people say it's disobedience. I'm telling you, the root cause is pride. The root cause. Listen, the root of all sin is pride. Tell somebody the root of all sin is what? You say, tell somebody again, the root of all sin. Tell them again. I'm not hearing you talking. Some of you are not talking. Tell your neighbor. Yes, the root of all sin is pride. I'm telling you, any sin you see any that, that is coming in the world today is pride. I'll tell you a good example. In 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 6, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that a believer, it says that you should not have, it says, don't do not be unequally yoked an unbeliever. You know what I'm saying? That means when he's talking about unequally yoked. It's not referring to doing business as an unbeliever. It's referring to marriage. So now, in our world today, because of pride, you see young guys and young girls, they are looking, all they are seeing is physical appearance. How the lady has fine hair, looking nice, and has curve, eight figure eight, and has flat tummy. Not knowing that by the time she born two or three children, all those curves will be filled up. And then, the, the girls too, they are looking for the man that is tall, dark, and handsome, or fair. You know, and um, these six packs, Abby, are well built. Not knowing that when that man begins to build Dunlop disease, then his Dunlop will start coming outside his belly, belly, his belly um, the, the, belt, the belt buckle. You will not be seeing the belt again. <laughs> and then, after you know it, love has finished. That was not love. That was lost. Mm, it wasn't love from the beginning. And do you know something? The reason, the reason for that action is because of pride. Pride. Why? Because a proudful man will never want to submit to the word of God. Hello? I said a proudful man will never want to submit to God's ideas, God's philosophy, God's mentality, God's ideology. Anytime you lean on your own understanding, you are walking in pride. Are you know what I'm saying? Anytime you lean on what? On your own understanding, you are walking in pride. Because the Bible says that lean not on your own understanding. And listen, you don't choose when to trust God. You see, I don't say today I want to trust God, tomorrow I trust myself. No. You trust God and every day, you trust God because He's God, you trust Him always, you trust Him all time. The moment you move away from trusting God, you're walking in pride. Are you seeing that? Pride is not when you carry your shoulder up, that's not pride. Pride is when you don't submit yourself to the Word of God, when you don't submit yourself to God's teachings, to God's ideology, to God's mentality, to God's lifestyle, you're walking in pride. Hallelujah. Let's go back to that James chapter 4. Let's read verse, um, verse, verse 7. James 4, 7. James 4, 7. Okay. Go to verse 7. James 4, 7. 
What's happening now? Who is in James for something that can reach for me? Can I get the microphone that is working? I need somebody to read for me. James 4 7. It's not working. Okay, it's working. Who is in James 4 7? You want to read for me? Oh, yeah, you come and give the mic to my reader. Okay, it's there now. Aha. If you delay again now, somebody will read for me. Oh, yeah, let's read together. I want to go. Aha. Aha. Hold on. Do you realize that verse 4? Is connect verse verse six, sorry verse seven continues from what, verse six right? Verse six talked about more grace, talked about pride right? Now verse seven now says what? Submit to God. Listen, you will not be able to resist the devil if you have not submitted to God. He says, submit yourself therefore to God. Then he says, resist the devil. Which devil is talking about? Pride. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, what is the reason? Resist is actively fighting against. Actively fighting against. You must actively fight against pride in your life. You must, act, you must actively fight against it in your life. Continually, continuously. Reason, listen, you cannot say from now, say, oh, Father God, in fact, you can't, you can't have this prayer prayer because it will not work. You say, Father God, from today henceforth, make me humble, O Lord. Make me humble, O Lord. Father, make me humble. It, that prayer is a waste of your time. Because God cannot answer such type of prayer. Being a humble person is voluntary. You choose to be humble. <laughs> Hello? Yes, you choose to be either a proudful man or you choose to be humble. And listen, a proud man Grace cannot work in an arena of pride. Grace cannot work there. Bible says that God is the one. Listen, you know, if the devil is the one resisting you, it's okay, Abby, because you can fight him back. Now go back to verse 6. You see the word resist the devil? Go back to verse 6. Go back to verse 6. James 4, 7, verse 6. James 4, yeah, look at this. He says, God resists the proud. So now, the proudful man is trying to get up. God say, <clears throat> stay back. Now, if the devil is resisting you, right, you can talk to God about it. You can attack the devil and push him back. But if God is the one resisting you, who can you talk to? Your own. God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. And I told you, the first level of humility is when you learn to submit yourself to God's ideologies. Just submit yourself to God's word. Listen, when God's word is in your heart, I'm telling you, more grace has come to you. Every time you increase in the knowledge of God, more grace has been added to you. And let me tell you something. There are so many things in your life you will never be able to achieve except by grace. And listen, the grace level you operate in determines the results you will have. So for instance, if the grace that God has given to you is for one million, I'm telling you, you will never see more than one million until you have more grace for 10. Then you start to experience 10. And until you have more grace for 100, you will never sit. In fact, get the contract, your sitting just pass you by. I'm telling you, because lack of grace. And God is showing us how to, listen, tell somebody, I'm a grace collector. Kavaradili. I'm, I'm trying to show you how to collect. If you want more grace in your life this year, right? I'm telling you, 
The Bible says, be humble. Be humble. Be humble. Re re resist pride. Come against it in your life. Resist pride. Let pride not work against you. Because pride will work against your health. You know, in fact, you know what the Bible says? You know, do you know something? Um, um, the Bible says that he, how many of you want to see good days in your life? Okay. How many of you want to experience a long life in your life? All right. The Bible says that he that wants to see, First Peter, you can put it on the screen. It says he that wants to see good days and experience long life, it says refrain your tongue from evil speaking. So think about it. We think that, we think that um, when, we are, when we do exercise and dieting, that's enough for our health. No, brother. That is 30% of your health. I'm telling you, it's important. Dieting and eating well. And you know something? You are what you eat, by the way. Tell somebody you are what you eat. Uh -huh. Because the way you look is based on what you are eating. I hope you know that. <laughs> but, but yes, but, but, but here's the thing. Now, as much as exercising and dieting is nice, listen, if you are exercising and dieting, but you are holding people in your heart, you have refused to forgive them, you are speaking evil about them. You are doing malice about them. Brother, the Bible says, if you want to live long and you want to see good days, it says, refuse to talk error from your mouth. That means your... And why is the Bible saying it? Because Proverbs said that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death is inside your tongue. Life is in your tongue. Another... What the Bible says in Ephesians... Also in Exodus, he said that honor thy father and thy mother. He says, so that you may, your days may be long. Listen, that is the only blessing. That's one of the blessings that adds um, long life to it. All. Your pastor may not be able to give you long life. Hmm? But your father and mother, Bible says, honoring them will produce long life for you. <laughs> and you've got to realize that in the blessings of God, that what is also called parental blessing. Are you seeing that? As long as you have pastoral blessing, man of God blessing, also what is called parental blessing. See, Isaac blessed his children. Isaac blessed Jacob. Parental blessing. He passed it on to him and it worked in his life. So, and listen, listen very carefully. Hear me very, very well. There's a difference between respect and honor. Eh? So, your your, your father may have lost your respect because respect is end. You earn respect, but honor is a gift. Are you know what I'm saying? So, for instance, a guest is coming to your house, right? You may not respect the person, but you honor them. So, what do you do? Maybe you bring out the best plates from your house. Some plates used to keep you, bring it out because you want to honor them. You bring out the best. Um, cutleries you have, or you cook a very nice meal for them, you keep the house clean, you do everything nice so they will be welcome in the place. You are honoring them. Are you getting the point? It is a gift. Whether you don't like them, whether they like you, that's not your business. You are offering a gift. So the Bible says, honor thy father and thy mother in the Lord. Simple. It says, so that your days may be long. Now, a proud man will refuse to obey that. And walk in disobedience, and then He's saying that, he said, oh, Father God, increase me in grace. Increase me in grace, oh Lord. And God is resisting the guy. He doesn't understand why things are not working. Them days, most of the time, in people's life, when things are working against them, when things are not going the way it's supposed to go, I'm telling you the truth. 
most of the time it is pride. Most of the time it is pride. The root cause is pride. The Bible says that before honor comes humility. Let's go back to Proverbs. Let's read all those Proverbs verses from Proverbs 14. We all be reading like that. Go back from that Proverbs. Let's start. From Proverbs 14, I think. Or 18 or 16. Any of them. Can we go back? Oh yeah, let's start. Then we'll not be dropping down all the Proverbs. I want, to, I, I want to show you what Solomon has to say about pride. Because you know Solomon became a proud man. He was humble. So that means you can be humble today and proud tomorrow. Are you seeing that? Is that that's why I said pride is something you fight in your life consistently. Actively. Because you can be humble today, proud tomorrow. Eh? And listen, money is not also the determining factor of whether you're a proud man or a humble man. They are proud, poor people. Exactly. Are you know what I'm saying? Very poor, but very arrogant and very proudful. And then they are also rich, proud people. So it is not the money that made them proud. Remember, money in itself, have you put the problem on the screen? I'm waiting for you. Money in itself, money in itself is not bad, it's not good. But money in the hand of a bad man is bad. Money in the hand of a good man is good. Are you seeing that? That Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money. Money is not the evil. It's the love of it. When you, when, when you start to serve money, then evil begins. Are you seeing that? Ah, screen that disappear. You must see this verse. Man, great digger. Oh, yeah, good. Now read together. I want to go. Uh-huh. Now listen. How many of you want honor in your life? Raise your hand. Let me see. If you don't want it, don't raise your hand. Don't honor, right? How many of you want grace in your life? Before grace and honor will come to you, it says humility must be there first. Humility. Next. The, the next Proverbs. To verse 19. Dear Lord, go to your next proverb. We don't have time for to read that long chapter. Go to your next proverbs. There's Proverbs 16, Proverbs 14. Where are they? Okay, rest together. I want to go. Uh-huh. 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 How many of you want riches in your life? I know everybody wants riches. Bible says humility. It says by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Humility will produce these things. Because you see, you've got to understand what humility does. Humility attracts the grace of God. Because grace cannot function in a proud environment. Grace cannot function with pride. It's as simple as that. So, grace needs a humble person, a humble environment for it to function. So, if there's pride in the environment, I'm telling you, no grace in that place. Either of the grace increase will be reducing. Now, next Proverbs. Read together, I want to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hold on. He says, by pride comes what? But what? He says, but with the well advice is wisdom. Next. Next Proverbs. Now I'm giving you Proverbs. Okay. Next Proverbs. <laughs> Read together. I want to go. Why are you all here and not reading? Read together, I want to go. Let's read together, I want to go. Read. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Now, remember, the same, the, the word haughty is also interchanged for pride. Anytime you see haughty in the Bible, it's also, it has the same attribute as pride. Because the root cause of haughty is also pride too. So they're all in the same class. So before destruction, the heart of a man is proud, is haughty. I told you, most of the time, when things are not working in the lives of people, of course, there are things that are caused by devils and because the devil also will sponsor pride. You see that? Most of the time, the reason why many people suffer financially in their life because of pride is that simple. The reason why some people have money, money, they have money, 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 right? And then they get broke, broke, broke. Money is coming, but you can't see the value of the money. It's pride. Pride is the root cause. Why? Because God has showed them from his word. He says, go to the ants, learn from them. How they used to save. How they used to manage money. They refuse to follow God's counsel. They want to follow the world's counsel. They want to buy the nicest car, the nicest shoe, the nicest whatever. Spend all their money on buying nonsense. And you know something? When a man is so proud, he will turn his wants to needs. And then the needs will become personal crisis. Things that are supposed to be wants will not turn to needs. I said it again. I said that when you begin to walk in pride, eh, all your wants will start to turn to needs. Then the needs will not turn to a personal crisis because now you have created problem for yourself. Then what is called needs? How many of you learned in school needs and wants? Eh? What is a need? What is you can define it for me? Come and define it. What is a need? The necessary things you need to survive. No, I don't want to don't use need inside. Okay, necessary, necessary things required. I need another person. Who can speak English for me very well? well anybody here? George, you want to define it for me? No? Yes, what are you? You want to say the same thing as you said? Who wants anything different? I want someone to define it for me. To where is T.Y.? Oh, yeah, come and define I already define it very well now. Oh, yeah, come. Come and define it now. Come, come, come. <laughs> oh yeah, come, come, come. <laughs> Quick, before us, before us. Oh yeah, define need. Basic things need, or basic things required uh -huh. to survive. Like, like, like house, uh -huh. shelter, water, food, okay. clothes. Uh -huh. So are you saying phone is not a need? It's not basic. You can survive without a phone. Okay. You can survive without a phone. What about shoe? You need shoes. You need shoes. You need shoe. Shoe. Yes. How many shoes? One is enough. <laughs> so now, to now, what is want? Wants are things that spice up your life. Exactly. Like cars, furnitures, electronics, and some other excess of shoes, excess of clothes, excess of food. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. God bless you. So, you see, but because of pride, he wants to show off. She wants to show off. Are you getting the point? Then they start to spend, they turn their wants to needs. Now, I need, I need this thing by fire, by force. They are doing all they can to, to, to get their need. And then they get into what is called, hello, are you still there? They get what is called financial crisis. Are you seeing that? Most of the time, people come to me and say, hey, Pastor, pray for me, my money is... Most of the time, I'm telling you, pride. Wasted all the money that you got. Most of the time, God will always bring money your way. But the question is, how did you manage it? Are you seeing that? One, one of these days, I'll do a series. 
maybe coming months, you got permit to me. I'll do a series on making, managing, multiplying, and ministry money. It'll take you four Sundays or more. Hallelujah. Because money is dear to the heart of God. In the same way, humility is dear to the heart of God. Because grace can, I'm telling you, if you want to experience more grace this year, I'm telling you, if you're not humble, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. And I told you, humility is what? Humility is what? I said humility is what? Voluntary, right? Humility is what? That means you choose to be humble. I'm out of time. I have to stop now. Hallelujah. We'll continue from here next week Sunday. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can you stand to your feet? Let's pray. I hope you learned something this morning. Huh? Somebody said I should continue. Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> Glory to God. So next week Sunday, come again. We'll continue from here. You are going to learn more. Because remember, today, I did not even define for you what exactly is pride. I didn't even define for you what is humility. So next week, I'll take time to define it carefully. What does God see as humility? Praise the Lord. Because humility is not, is not wearing makeup. It's not, um, say, from today's spot, I refuse to wear makeup. That's not humility. Humility is not saying today, I'll stop wearing earrings. That's not humility. Because humility is not an outward show to a man. Humility is an inward, inward thing to God. Glory to God. A man, a, a, a man can look all lowly outside, but inside is a proud person. Because God sees the man's heart. Hallelujah. Pray for yourself. Say, Father. Say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say, I increase in the knowledge of God. Say, the word of God is my life. The word of God will lead and guide me in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray for yourself now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I walk in more grace. I walk in more favor. The word of God is my life. The word of God is my direction. The word of God leads and guides me in Jesus' mighty name. I walk in more grace. The humanity of God is at work in me and is producing mighty results in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen, somebody? Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate God. Celebrate God. Put your hands together for Jesus. If you know you have been blessed this morning, jam your hands for Jesus. If you know you're putting your hands in your pocket, please kindly bring your hand out and I'll jam it out for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Um, we have our tithes and offering in the house this morning. If you know you have your tithes with you, 10% of your income. In honor, if you know you are not proud, you are not proud in giving unto the Lord. If you know you have your 10% here, kindly step forward as we receive it. Okay, in the absence of that, please kindly package your offering. As we look into the scripture, Exodus 36, 3 to 6, he said, And the people continued to bring freeway offering morning after morning. So all the skilled craftsmen who were doing all the work of the sanctuary left their works and said to Moses, The people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses gave an order, no man or no man or woman